emanating from www.michaelnimmons.com. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. This is Michael Eric Dyson. This is Rochelle Riley, straight out of Detroit. This is Dr. Victoria Dooley at Dr. Dooley MD. Well, everybody, it's your boy, comedian Jay Stevens. This is Frederick D. Haynes III. I am Justin Coates, an author and anti-bullying activist. I am Pam Perry. Hey, everybody, this is Rochelle V. Mann, CEO of Man Made Productions. This is Bree Diane, international evangelist. Hey, this is Candace Pretty Strange Smith. And what's up? This is Ty Scott King. I was cracking Planet Earth. It's your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemes. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. I want you to give a warm Thinking Out Loud Radio show welcome to Emmy Award winning WXYZ Channel 7 anchor woman and new friend of the show, Miss Carolyn Clifford. Well, thank you, Michael, and what a nice introduction. So happy to be here. You know what I've got to do. i got to check out my man, Michael Nimmons, who is handling his business as he drops that knowledge. I like that because Frederick Douglass, for whom I'm named, says that knowledge unfits us for slavery. Truth sets us free. If you want to be free, you want to be like Mike. Check out the best radio show online. You're locked in right now to our listening. You're tuned into this. And without thinking about it, guess what? I'm thinking out loud right here on a Thinking Out Loud radio show. And if you want to stay in the know, you better be listening to Thinking Out Loud radio show. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Check out Thinking Out Loud. Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thinking Out Loud radio show. Don't you dare touch that dial. The Thinking Out Loud radio show with Michael Nimmin. Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmin's. Once in a while, a show comes along that stands above the rest. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nemes. You're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. A show that is compelling and power-packed. We have been doing this show since August of 2017. That's right. It has been um, a wonderful journey that we have embarked upon. A show that really speaks to what is going on around us. The theme for tonight's show, we're calling it Stand Still. That's right. What do you do when there is nothing that you can do? 
And uh, we're going to be sharing with you the answers to that question during our Thought of the Week. A show that really causes you to think out loud. It's time. 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 For the Thinking Out Loud radio show, Thought, 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 thought of the Week. Could this COVID-19 virus be God's divine way of getting our attention? And when everything seems like it's falling apart, in God's eyes, it's really just all working together for our good. When I set out to do this show almost two and a half years ago, I wanted to do a show that didn't just get people talking, but got people thinking. And here we are, 150 shows later, over 20,000 streams and downloads, and I believe that's exactly what we did. Our show is thought-provoking, impactful, and inspiring. It's a show that will continue to be cutting-edge, relevant, and motivational. We promise to keep striving to be creative and innovative in our approach to this show and to continue thinking out loud and encouraging others to do the same. Listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, Tuesdays at 8 p.m., streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and MichaelNimmons.com. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Day to radio host Pastor Michael Nimmons. May God continue to bless you in all that you do. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Hello and welcome to the 150th edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nemens. And you're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. Oh, guys, I'm just so excited. I'm bursting today. Can't believe it. 150 shows uh, under the uh, in the books uh, for the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Uh, just so excited today. A lot of emotion, a lot of things we're thinking about, obviously. Uh, but again, thank you so much for those of you who are have listened to our show uh, since day one, since August of 2017. I can't believe it. It's been that long that we've been doing the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And uh, to even those who might, this might be your first show tuning in, I appreciate it. Thank you so very much for taking the time out 
to clicking the link there on social media, uh, on the network, the podcasting network that you decided to listen to our show or even our website, michaelnemons.com. So many places that you can listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I truly, truly appreciate you. We also want to give a quick shout out to all of the guests that we've had on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thank you so, so very much for taking the time out of your schedules to be a part of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I truly, truly appreciate you guys. We have had some of the best guests uh, you can imagine on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Everyone from athletes to entertainers, comedians, actors and actresses, uh, lawyers, judges, politicians. Um, CEOs, entrepreneurs. I mean, we have had them on the Thinking Out Loud radio show, and I want to thank you so very much if you're listening on tonight. Uh, the networks, the relationships we've built because of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, we truly appreciate you. Thank you so, so very much for being a part of the show. You've made it what it is today. Uh, thank you all so very much. I also want to give some special thanks to a few people on tonight's show as well. Stephanie D. Sanders is a very talented person. You'll be hearing uh, from her throughout the show in commercial format. Uh, She is a voiceover artist par excellence and uh, we put a commercial together for her to uh, increase her business in uh, voiceovers uh, for commercials and intros so if you're a podcaster or radio show host in need of a voiceover artist Stephanie D. Sanders is the best of the best she's been on the Tom Joyner morning show Uh, she is a tremendous talent and a blessing to the kingdom and certainly um, you can visit stephaniedsanders.com to get more information about about her and to book her for uh, your uh, radio show or podcast. Do that today. I just want to thank her so much for uh, upgrading our Thinking Out Loud radio show with her voice. She is phenomenal. And thank you so much, Stephanie, if you're listening. Uh, We truly appreciate you. Also, want to send a shout out to my dad. Um, he has been such an inspiration to me and uh, all that we do with the show, um, inspiring us, motivating us to continue on with the Thinking Out Loud radio show. So, I want to send him a special shout out as well. And to my mother, who has definitely been an inspiration to me as well. Thank you so much for being there for us and to be an encouragement to us when we need it. We truly appreciate you as well. And uh, to my family, I want to thank you guys for all of your support uh, for us doing this show. We could not have done it without you. This truly is indeed a special show for us. We're going to be, um, again, celebrating uh, the show all uh, throughout the night um, with, you know, in the form of commercials and interviews and things of that nature that we have to share with you. Uh, We've chosen excerpts of three of our favorite interviews that really help to define the show uh, and to really uh, let our listeners know what kind of show that we are uh, empowering Uh, social activists, as well as civic engagement. Those are the three mantras of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And uh, we're sharing with you an excerpt of an interview we did with the creator of the Socket to Poverty nonprofit organization, a young lady by the name of Princess Jackson, who at the time was only 14 years old. I think this interview might might have been done last year. 
uh, with her and her mother, and uh, she talked about this nonprofit and how uh, she was felt she felt led and inspired to uh, provide socks to the homeless in Houston, Texas, and can't wait to share that interview with you with you in just a few minutes. And uh, you know, it's one that has inspired me, and certainly again. Um, helps to really define the kind of show uh, that we are and uh, what we would like our show to be. And uh, the second uh, interview excerpt we're going to be sharing with you is from part one of our interview with my good friend, Attorney Boy White, as we discussed the Netflix docuseries, When They See Us. And in that, we talk about social activism and how our show uh, is really, um, you know, geared toward uh, talking about those types of issues and talking about police brutality and talking about Black Lives Matter and uh, the issues related to our community and how, um, you know, we need to uh, uh, you know, really do our best to um, stay uh, stay woke, so to speak. Um, and I enjoyed the interview with my good friend Boyd White, and we'll be sharing with you an excerpt from that interview as well. And rounding out the three uh, interviews on tonight, we're ending it, ending it with uh, another good friend of ours uh, who uh, was a candidate for uh, the Warren City Council. Uh, Melody Maggie uh, at the time she was not successful in her bid for uh, city council but I was just so impressed by her civic uh, mindness and civic engagement uh, in serving the community of Warren and so uh, she talked about voting and how important it is and um, another reason that we're sharing with you an excerpt of that interview is because we recently partnered with former Michelle Obama's When We All Vote uh, a voting initiative, registering to vote initiative, and we'll be sharing with you more about that partnership in the the days and weeks to come. But certainly, voting is a big part of um, our show. We talk about it a lot. Politics is a big part of our show, and especially during this uh, this election season, with two more elections coming up, we're going to be promoting uh, voting and registering to vote. Uh, at whenweallvote.org. Go there right now. If you're not registered to vote, do that right now, especially in these times when we have um, a White House that is in peril, a country that is in peril, and in need of new leadership. Uh, so important that we have the right kind of leadership in Washington. And so uh, voting this year is so very important and so paramount. Uh, so go to whenweallvote.org and register to vote today. We also have a dynamic thought of the week in store for you as well uh, during tonight's show. This, the, the thought of the week is entitled The Gift of Adversity. Never thought we would ever say that, but adversity really is a gift. And I'm going to be sharing with you more about that in our thought of the week. So, guys, we've got a great show in store for you on tonight. And again, I thank you so much for tuning in to the 150th edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. When we come back from our first break, we're getting right into our interview with Princess Jackson from Socket Out Poverty. You don't want to go anywhere, guys. You're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Thinking Show. 
giving voice to issues that matter to you. Hi, my name is Maya, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with radio show host and my daddy, Michael Nimmons. You better listen to that little girl. Vision should be the next book you purchase. Written by radio host and minister, Michael Nimmons. Vision is an insightful, thought-provoking book that is also a helpful tool in getting you to see your life through God's eyes. Vision Endorsed by best-selling authors Dr. Eddie Connor and Kim Brooks and mega-pastor Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. Vision is a life-changing book that you need in your personal library. Get your copy today. Available everywhere books are sold online or at michaelnimmons.com. Get your copy today. Vision Vision. Thinking Out Loud Radio Show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Congratulations to Pastor Michael Nimmons for over 20,000 streams and downloads. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and MichaelNimmons.com. Tune in today. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Our first interview is with Suck Out Poverty creator Princess Jackson. This was one of my favorite interviews for a number of different reasons. One, that he was such a unique and interesting story about giving socks away to the homeless. And secondly, that a child of just nine years old thought about doing something like this. But thirdly and most importantly, that it was empowering because this was a need that was met from within the community. And a young mother was instilling and training her child to think of the needs of others above the needs of herself. This young lady, Princess Jackson, was doing just that. Take a listen. We want to give a warm Thinking Out Loud radio show welcome to new friends of the show, Princess Jackson and Phyllis Burton. What's up, guys? Hey. Hi. Thanks for having us. It's so good to have you guys on the show with us on tonight. Thank you. And uh, Princess Jackson, according to Instagram, she has uh, almost 10,000 followers or a little bit more than that, somewhere around 10,000, I think. Right? Yes. Oh. It's 9,000, 9, almost close to 10,000. We're, we're getting there. Yes, after the Steve Harvey show, it brought more attention to her um, social media handles. And the more we go on interviews and we share our social media handles, and they're excited about, you know, giving back and 
most people, well, not most people, but some people want to be a part, and they uh, stay abreast of what we're doing by following our social media handle. So after the Steve Harvey show, I think her her numbers pretty much doubled. And from there on, we have been getting, um, and social media is a great outlet. Um, as you as you see, that's how we contacted you and I were connected. And you know, through social media, and some have she has gotten interviews through social media. She has gotten um, donations through social media. She has gotten recognition through social media. So I think social media is a great, great um, tool to an instrument in helping us um, sock out poverty and to reach you know, reach the world, also globally, which we may not go to physically every state, every city. We haven't even been given um, people and feedback. We haven't given. Um, responses from London and Africa lately. So we're really, really excited. We're headed. We're really excited. I think it's bigger than what we can imagine. So we're taking it step by step and day by day. But it's really exciting. It's really exciting. The best gift is giving back and we're excited to to, to give back to the community. I think what you're doing is truly remarkable. And uh let's start here, you know uh, I want to a question for both of you. You know, what was the impetus? What got you started in, you know, thinking about putting together a nonprofit organization? You are princess. You're 14 years old. And uh, from what I understand, Sockout Poverty has been around for five years. So that would have meant you were nine years old, right, when the uh, nonprofit was founded? Yes. Sockout poverty all started when me and my mom were downtown in Houston passing out blankets to the homeless. And I saw the homeless with blankets, shoes with holes in them, and cardboards, but they didn't have socks to keep them warm. So I wanted to get back to the community by handing out socks. Wow. So you saw the homeless with shoes with holes in them and that they were sleeping in cardboard boxes. And it really caused you to have compassion on them and you really wanted to do something, right? Yes. So after you decided that something needed to be done, what were your next steps? What what did you do next? Tell us, you know, how you uh, went about putting this nonprofit organization together. I went to my mom and I told her that this is what I wanted to do. And then she got it done. She made her connections. And our first sock drive was at Lowe's and Fishes downtown in Houston. So you had a sock drive. Yeah, and it's amazing because I initially went to, when Princess came to me and shared her um, vision and her heart's desire on wanting to give socks to the homeless, I went to Walmart here, asked them maybe we could set up tables outside to have people help donate as they come in and out, um, Walmart mm-hmm. facilities. But the managers there were so excited about what Princess was doing they said, "Hey, we want to give back." So Walmart jumped aboard. Excuse me. Yeah, Walmart jumped on board and gave us socks donations this past um, summer. They gave us um, monetary donations. So it started with just the idea, and with that idea, it has grown into um, a nonprofit organization. Has grown worldwide, and we're continuing to grow and. Um, make a difference within our community. Wow, that is awesome. That is truly remarkable. And really what is amazing to me is that 
princess is 14 years old and uh, at 14 years old actually at 9 years old when uh, the Sock Out Poverty nonprofit organization was founded uh, here you have a young person who is thinking about somebody else when uh, you know typically at that age young people are thinking about you know where am I going to get my next pair of Jordans or uh, the new iPhone or uh, the new gaming system that's coming out, Princess is thinking about how I can help somebody else. That right there is truly remarkable. Yes, thank you. Thank you. It's, it's important, too. <laughs> I wanted her to stay rooted and grounded, and I think she's headed in the right direction. She's on the right path. I believe you. I really do. Tell me where you think she got that from. Um, observation. My father took me along with him when he gave back to the less fortunate. Um, and he never told us this is what you should do. It's just that he would go to the, um, even he was a landlord and his tenants he had for years, 20 years, so he's seen some, some of them transition into nursing homes and didn't have family, and he'll cook this big Sunday meal, and we'll go make sure we gave to those um, families that he knew that was in need. And he always just had a big heart of giving back. And not once he ever said, oh, Phil, is this what you should do? But by example, he did lead. And I took princes along with me since I was young. And in high school, I gave back, um, giving the homeless um Meals. We would fix. Me and my friends would fix sack lunches and hand out meals to them to the homeless community. And we would do it maybe once a month or once every two months. And we would go on blanket drives. And when they have holidays, um, big holidays where the have um, homeless come in and feed them holiday meals, we would go and volunteer. And Princess witnessed all of that. She would be with me on numerous occasions. And by her seeing that, she knew that was the right thing to do. So she um, saw the homeless with no socks. And because Princess has a uh, fondness for socks, she at that time liked to collect uh, fun socks, colorful socks. And because of that, she was thinking, hey, these unfortunate families need a new pair of socks as well. And that became her, her drive. Wow, that is truly amazing. Princess's love for socks is uh, really a big part of the reason that Sock Out Poverty is in existence. <laughs> that is truly amazing. According to the bio that you guys sent me to date, you guys have given over 10,000 pairs of new socks uh, uh, to uh, the homeless in the Houston San Antonio, Beaumont, Dallas, and Atlanta areas. That's a lot of socks, guys. Wow. Wow, really? Is that true? Yes, that's correct. Wow, that is truly amazing. Thank you. Thank you. We And we did a lot of that. Um, a lot we did. We contacted facilities and we gave some back home. But one of our one of our biggest drives were someone seen us on a news clip um, when we did one of our sock drives and their heart went out because they had a San Antonio Chapelon Park had socks where they collected and they just wouldn't do anything with their 
socks that they were not using. They thought, hey, let's give it back to this young girl who was seen on the news who loved to give socks to the community. She knows exactly what to do. So one of our largest donations of socks, over 3,000 pairs of socks, was donated from um, someone seeing a news clip of Princess giving back to the community. And we went to San Antonio, and we held a sock drive right there in San Antonio where they donated the socks to us. So social media and news media, all of us is a very important tool in getting our mission out and helping the community. We are interviewing Princess Jackson and Phyllis Burden of Sock Out Poverty. I hope you are enjoying our interview with these two inspirational and amazing people. Uh, if you follow them on Instagram, you'll see that they are very involved and very engaged. So tell us, how did you guys get on Steve Harvey? You know, I'm trying to get down. I'm trying to get on Steve, too. So uh, tell our listeners, how did you get a chance to sit on a couch with Steve Harvey? My mom just kept submitting and submitting. Uh, I've been on the Steve Harvey show for the work that I do in the community. I contacted the show on numerous times, so they did finally give me a call back and say, hey, we want to submit your daughter's story um, to our producer to be a potential guest, to be on the Steve Harvey show. And from there, we, we was, after they did, um, contacted us and we did a, a interview, a taped interview, Princess, I taped Princess with my cell phone and submitted it. And from then on, we um, was a kind of quote unquote on the waiting list for a couple of months. Mm -hmm. And we finally got a call back and say, hey, Right time, right story. We want you all to come in. Yeah, with that being said, I would encourage others to not give up because we didn't get a yes the first time I submitted her. Um, but we kept pushing. We kept going. You know, what may have been um, delayed, it was not denied. So we kept pushing. We kept going. And I knew it was a great story. I knew it was a great story to get out there and not for self-promotion, but to promote the organization to be able to help others and to be, you know, the eyes and feet of Jesus to help others. You know, they see the goodness of God through us. So to get that, to use that tool of the media and television to get that word out there, I knew this would be a great story. Wow. Well, it sounds to me like persistence pays off, and uh, your mom had persistence and determination to get you guys on the Steve Harvey Show. I hope you guys are listening uh, to our interview with uh, Phyllis Burton and Princess Jackson, two amazing individuals from Sockout Poverty Incorporated, a nonprofit organization that gives away socks brand new socks to uh, the homeless. They've uh, given over 10,000 pairs of socks away to this point. Uh, I'm looking at their bio and uh, they have a couple celebrities that have donated to uh, this worthwhile cause. Tell us who those, uh, tell us the names of those celebrities uh, that you've gotten to contribute to uh, Sock Out Poverty. Walmart has contributed, uh, Sam's Club and Floyd, May uh, sorry, Floyd Mayweather Jr.'s foundation has contributed, and he gave us some TMT socks. And Steve Harvey has contributed, and he gave us five thousand dollars for to put into the socks. 
Wow, you guys have gotten Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Money Mayweather, to uh, to donate to uh, Sock Out Poverty, the money team. Wow, that's huge right there. And then you got $5,000 from Steve Harvey himself. What a tremendous uh, what a tremendous thing that's happening uh, for you guys. I know you were excited uh, to get those types of donations from these two uh, celebrities. And do you know how they contact us? Through social media. Exactly. <laughs> You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. Stephanie D. Sanders, award-winning singer, songwriter, author, voiceover artist, and more. Heard on shows like the Time Join the Morning Show and the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Book Stephanie D. Sanders, the voiceover, your podcast or radio intros or commercials. Do yourself a favor and visit stephaniedsanders.com and upgrade your podcast or radio show by booking Stephanie D. Sanders. You'll definitely be glad that you did. All pro football player Derek Mason on Jay Z in the NFL. Jay Z said, you know, we're past milling. Because Jay Z, you may be past milling, but the guys that are still milling, the guys that are still fighting for injustice, they're not past milling. Everybody's screaming that, oh, Jay Z's at the table now. We should be happy that one of us is at the table. Just because you're at the table, doesn't mean we all eat the same. Poet and lyricist Ty Scott King on the culture of CHH. My brain is overloaded. Like, I think a lot of people are like, man, there's not really many people doing this. There are thousands of very amazing artists that are doing Christian hip-hop. So I think about Aaron Cole. I think about Stephen Malcolm, who is there someone that could hear an interview and be like, I want to work with him. Like, he would be a person that I, I would love to work with. He's just a phenomenal rapper, just really creative. Wande, she's another one that, uh, another artist that I had on my radio show. She is, um, Wande is maybe in her early 20s. She's doing a lot of stuff now with Reach Records and just really different, <laughs> really um, going against the grain. Griff from Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell on what he does besides comedy. Yeah, yeah. Comedy is always my first my first job. Radio is my side job, but I just um got a nonprofit. I've been working with other people's nonprofits for the last thirty years. Um and I just created my own nonprofit, five oh one C three called the Process Success Foundation to deal with leadership. And basically, I'm just going to take a bunch of young men on field trips all around the world. And I can show you how during the NHL season that all basketball stadiums have ice on them with the hardwood over the ice. Once I show you those processes, then I can teach you the process of forgiveness. I can teach you the process of love. I can teach you the process of being grateful. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show.
You're tuned in to the Feeding Out Loud Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. Our second interview was with my good friend, Attorney Boyd White, in part one of our discussion of the Netflix docuseries, When They See Us. It's one of my favorite interviews because when I first watched this movie, I reacted like many of you who watched the docuseries on Netflix, angry and enraged at how brutally and unfairly these young men from the now exonerated five were treated. And like many of you, I wanted to talk about it and discuss it. And you were searching for someone that you could share your thoughts with. I immediately thought about my podcast and how I couldn't wait to share my thoughts about the docuseries on the show. And I remember getting excited when I booked the interview with my good friend, attorney and pastor Boyd White, to discuss the series. At the time, he hadn't seen it yet. And so our first time to actually talk about what he saw was the interview. So his feelings were real and raw and authentic, which brings us to the second mantra of the show, which is social activism. We want to talk about and discuss issues and problems within our community to help make us socially aware and conscious. This is one of the reasons I love this interview. It's actually in two parts. We just want to share with you this brief excerpt from part one. Take a listen. Absolutely, man. I'm so happy to have you on uh, the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Boy White is a um, a very conscientious, articulate, bright, intelligent uh, brother that um, I consider a friend and um, has a lot going on and uh, he was one of the first that I thought of when I when I uh, decided to um, to do a show about this, um, you know, what I think is a very uh, impactful and important uh, docuseries that director Ava DuVernay uh, put on Netflix. And again, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend I know it's not an easy watch. I know it's not um not an easy watch and I was um, uh, uh, looking at some posts on Facebook even before I watched it and uh, people were saying they couldn't even get through five minutes of it before they had to turn it off and um, you know it was actually my son's um, uh, idea for us to watch it so uh, shouts out to him on tonight but before we get into that I want to um, just uh, have Boyd introduce himself again. He's a very, um, uh, very conscientious brother. Very, um, um, you know, aware, woke, if you want to call it that, uh, as well, uh, individual. And I want him to just share a little bit about himself before we get into uh, our interview. No, I appreciate it, Mike. Um, I think as it relates to our discussion tonight, I have developed a perspective over a period of 40 years I've been on this planet, so I'm proud to say that I'm 40 years old, over the period of time that I attended the University of Michigan. <laughs> you know, I had to bring that bring that back up, and um, but product of the Detroit Public Schools, um, you know, grew up in the city of Detroit and experiencing from a young age, the, you know, both sides of the police equation. Um, we, um, my father was shot when I was, uh, 16 in our driveway, you know, and so to, to have, you know, be a part of that extreme as a victim, but then also be in situations like a lot of us in the city where we could have easily been 
prosecuted as perpetrators, you know. Um, went on to law school after undergrad. I worked in admissions, college admissions, with our great friend and mentor, Tyrone Winfrey. Shout out to Tyrone, who I believe probably be listening. Great opportunity to go into the school system as an adult and um, really see the system from another perspective. And then after that, I went to law school 2005, graduated from the University of Toledo Law School in 2008, started working for a firm in the city, and um, really felt like I wanted to develop my trial talent. So I ended up taking a job at the Oakland County Prosecutor's Office, and I worked there for about two, about two and a half to three years, and um, you know, saw developed even more of a perspective. And then left there, um, started working in a private firm. And then in 2014, my family heeded the call to leave our home church, International Gospel Center. Shout out to my pastor, Marvin Miles. Right. Start the Arc Detroit, you know, and the Arc Detroit vision and mission is very simple. We want to be a simple church for complex people. And, um, really develop an, an environment where people learn to be passionate believers in Jesus, to um, worship with all their heart, and to um, really live together in a community. So it's very simple. We stripped it all the way down, took out all of the extras, and we're just giving people Jesus, man, And with the Ark Detroit. And, not, and even the premise of it is not to, you know, and then learn it's working with in admissions, you know, so many churches want to save the world. Jesus already did that. To be be the church, which is a haven, a, a place of refuge for the world to come into it, to get strength and to go back out into the world. So we're really focused on the community that, community that we're in. We are so excited about a building we just purchased with an amazing partner, the Charlotte Mason Christian School, over at 17400 Second Avenue in Detroit. An amazing space. Encourage our listeners to, to check us out on our um, Instagram page, the Art Detroit Facebook, Art Detroit. Our website is under construction, but you can check us out there, see what the Lord has done. And so I, I have a very diverse perspective on a very, um, very important issue. I guess that's an understatement to say. And um, also as a parent, I have, as you said, I have, but I want to say it again, I have four children. I have three daughters and a son. Just many different perspectives. And look at this. And my wife is a principal at um, University Prep Elementary School. So just a lot of perspective that we're going to be able to implicate tonight in this discussion, bro. Well, again, I'm so happy to have my good friend, attorney and pastor, Boyd White, on the line with us on tonight as we uh, delve, uh, endeavor to get into uh, what I think will be a great discussion about uh, Director Ava DuVernay's powerful docu-series entitled When They See Us and um, I saw it um, you know it hasn't been at least a month or so ago um, and um, Boyd and I have been going back and forth trying to schedule time to um, record this interview and both have both of us have been very busy busy schedules but um, I'm thankful that uh, he was able to carve out time today not not just to be on the show but he's watched the Netflix series and um, you know we, we really wanted to 
uh, take this time and this platform to really dive into, um, you know, what took place uh, 30 years ago. Uh, the Central Park Five, uh, very controversial, um, you know, event that took place in New York City, uh, Central Park. Uh, those that are not familiar with uh, what happened, uh, a white jogger uh, was jogging through, uh, I believe, Central Park late one fall evening uh, in uh, 1989, and uh, she was raped uh, and. <clears throat> And so these uh, young boys, as it is uh, depicted in uh, this docuseries, um, were out with their friends uh, in the same space uh, and um, and they uh, were not aware of what what happened. um, But uh, the police uh, apprehended them and accosted them and um, they were eventually charged with the rape of this this uh white jogger um so i want to you know uh i want to start here uh you've watched the series i've watched the series um what 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 in this series really stood out for you what are some of your first impressions of uh, this series when they see us. One of my good friends, so I'll reference a couple times tonight, his name is uh, Mike Carter. He is a very prominent and excellent criminal defense attorney. He and I happen to go all the way back to our freshman year together at Michigan. Um, he deals with these issues every day as, an, as a lawyer. Um, I remember reaching out to him like, you know, have you watched it? And he said, I, I can't. I just can't do it. And, and I that was my first impulse to turn the TV off, almost to to throw it up, to regurgitate it, because the reality was heartbreaking and left me feeling enraged, hopeless. Um, but obviously, for your show, I've ventured on and then I think a lot of us too it's like a lot we live some some semblance of it um ever been stopped by the police you know and you feel that sense of overwhelming power that they can have in a situation you know it it's hard to watch it it, it brings up bad memories and if it's not for the individual for many of us who've grown up in these kind of quasi war zone communities in the way that they've been policed if not for you individually, then for your family members. Particularly how easy the police department was and the prosecutor's office were able to come together to to develop a narrative that people were buying. You know, and I think I'm forty now, so I'm much I'm removed from, you know, the mindset I had at eighteen, nineteen when I was much more sensitive to this. So now I didn't even realize how far away I was from that. I mean, you have some sense in your mind to say that just some emotional, you know, guttural sense that, you know, justice will prevail. And, um, you know, watching that made me question it at least for a moment. So just it's a crazy movie. It was not unlike 
the way I felt when I watched 12 Years a Slave. Um, that was another amazingly difficult movie to watch. Like, I cried watching 12 Years a Slave many times through that movie. You know, they talk about, and I don't, I'm not a scientist in this area, but I've, I've read something about how many experiences that our ancestors have had are deep down in our DNA. We're, they're still with us in many ways. And we won't know the extent to which we're connected really till we get to heaven. The human, human mind is so complex and the human spirit is so brilliant and amazing. I mean, we have no idea. It could be very much like a tree that's roots are planted in the ground. We could still be very much connected to those past things, you know, and you and I understand that from a God standpoint, God is eternal, right? There's no time as it relates to, to him. So to what extent does that timelessness attach to us as human beings? I don't know fully the answer to that. All I know is when I watched 12 Years a Slave, I felt a connection to what was happening there and a hopelessness, you know, that I kind of felt in this movie. So that's my first thought. You're tuned in to the thinking out loud radio show giving voice to issues that matter to you. Congratulations to Pastor Michael Nimmons for over 20,000 streams and downloads. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and MichaelNimmons.com. Tune in today. The Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. What's cracking planet Earth? It's your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemitz. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. You tend to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. My final excerpt is from another one of my favorite interviews from candidate for Warren City Council at the time, Melody Maggie. And although she wasn't successful in her bid to become the first African-American city council member for the city of Warren, I was so impressed with how civic-minded and engaged she was 
in the community she desired to serve. And civic engagement is another component of this show that we've been about since day one. Our show will continue to promote civic engagement. And of course, the best way to do this is to go out and vote. And according to Melody, there's even more that we can do beyond voting. Take a listen. Wow, I hope you are listening on tonight. Uh, We are definitely being blessed by candidate for city council for Warren, uh, the city of Warren, Melanie McGee, as she's telling us and enlightening us about the importance of voting. And uh, it's so, so very true how important it is to vote. But, you know, Melanie, what about those who feel uh, that they've been disenfranchised. What about those who feel uh, apathetic when it comes to voting? You know, do you think they have a legitimate gripe or concern? Uh, you have polit- uh, politicians like Trump and politicians like uh, former Governor Snyder and and others like them who uh, seem to once they get in office ignore. Uh, their citizens request people who feel like their vote doesn't count and uh, especially when it comes to uh, election fraud and and you're hearing uh, things about the Russians uh, you know trying to steal the elections it just seems like there's no real incentive anymore uh, for people to go out and vote what do you say to those individuals I say to those individuals, get involved. It is important that they get involved even more because you will find out what's happening. What is that red tape that that needs to be broken? What is that chain there? And when you get involved, you'll find out what it is, and then you'll be able to work on it for the better so that we can stop this from happening. Stop it from happening, and the only way you can stop it from happening is not sit on your sofa and complain, but get involved. You know, um, you know when, you, when they say, well, she's lonely. There's no reason to be lonely because there's so, much thing, so many things to do in our community. There's so many things that you can do. Become active and find out what the laws are. Find out what the rules are. Find out what the policies are there. Find out and read Read, 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 and understand what's going on in the community. There was a lot I did not know, but I was unemployed at the time. I was one of those who were let go in 2008, um, working for one of the big three, and I was let go. I was in the middle of a promotion. My first day of the promotion, when they walked in and told me that I was being released due to the economic downturn, and I was one of 4,000 people. I was one who, who lost my house, foreclosed on my home in the city of Warren. I ended up getting it back, thank God, through God's help. And I went through quite a bit. And at that time, I said to myself, I don't know what to do. I wasn't getting assistance as I, I needed in my city. So what I decided to do is get politically involved. I saved my home that way. And guess what? I ended up helping my neighbors. I end up helping my friends. I end up helping my family to change their lives for the better, get them a home, get them a job. And it was one of the reasons that I decided to really help those that are unemployed because there were so many thousands of people unemployed 
during that time. And there were companies out there that said, I'm not hiring those people who were laid off because they're not now. They fell behind because of technology, because they've been laid off so long, or um, they have a bad attitude because they were released from their job after 20 years, and we need some people that will have a positive attitude. I decided mm. to help those people and, and help change their lives for the better and say, you got to be trained in this in order to know this. This is what's out there because I do my research and I study. And then one day I woke up and said, I'm going to get politically involved. And I walked in a meeting of my district and I looked around the room and there was hundreds of people there and it was very few minorities. That, that day I was going to step up to the plate because people always listen to people who look like them. So true. People listen to people who been through what they've been through and understand their situation. So I say if you feel that way, you feel that they're not listening to you, you feel that um, you've been disenfranchised, get involved. Get involved. Never give up and be consistent with everything you do. Everything you do. It's been many days I called the mayor. I called the mayor when I was losing my home. I said, I'm losing my home. I'm in the city of Warren, and I need to know how you can help me. Be bold about it. Be bold about it. You pay your taxes. You have a right to ask questions. You have a right to investigate. You have a right to, to do your research. And you have a right to get an answer from your political leadership. They are there to assist you. You've got to remember, they work for us. I agree with you 100%. They work for us. We pay their salaries. Uh, we are taking care of them, and by right, they should take care of us. I know you are enjoying our interview with candidate for city council for Warren, for the city of Warren, Melanie McGee. So happy to have her on the Thinking Out Loud radio show, and I, I just truly believe that she is the right person for uh for this job i hope uh there are people from warren that are listening on tonight and certainly um if you are listening uh you need to uh, uh vote for uh melody mcgee we are definitely behind her 110 percent you know uh melody what is the message you would like to share with uh, the Warren voters that might be listening to the show on tonight about you? Well, the message I believe that I want to give to everyone is that I am here for them. I'm a visible and present voice in the city of Warren. I've been through what a lot of them are going through. And believe me, I am here to make changes for the better. I'm not here to show up only during election time and ask for your vote. I'm here to get involved in the community and assist those that need me um, wherever it may be, whether it be that you're unemployed, whether, you, whether it be you're unemployed, whether you be senior citizens or you disabled. However, I'm here to make sure that I'm here 
with for the people in my community. And that's that's most important that we can make changes for the better. I think that there's quite in our everyday busyness, um, whether you be a parent or you work one of those jobs where you have 50 hour work weeks, I'm sure we all know about that. Sometimes you're not able to do things as though um, you're at home all day. And you need to have things happen, and yet you want to be the best provider for your children and your family. You want your kids to have the best education, quality education. It will be so good to know that you have a political leader out there, a city council member out there who's doing the work, making it happen for you, and providing you with feedback and letting you know what we're doing to make our community better. And it doesn't matter whether you're from the south side or north side. It doesn't matter you from the east side or the west side. It, it, what matters is that we all deserve the best of the best within our community. And I honestly believe that we work together as one. If we go out there and do what it takes to give our neighbors what they're needed, we, if we connect to one another, whether it be by a neighbor that's next door suffering or someone across town that's suffering and really come together as one community, we can make it happen within the city of Warren. So I, I really do ask for your vote because I have a passion for this. And I know you can tell in my voice that many people have told me because this is who I am. This is the way I was raised, um, raised in church all my life. I have nine pastors in my family and ministers, and and we always been about working in our community and doing the things that God want us to do, that we should be there for the people that need us. And so I really appreciate this opportunity, Ms. Nemes, I really do, of allowing me to be a part of your radio program. Well, there you have it, guys. Uh, we have been blessed by candidate for uh, city council for the city of Warren, Melanie McGee. So happy to have had her on the Thinking Out Loud radio show on tonight. And before we let you go, as we wrap this interview, I want you to share with our listeners, you know, maybe some people that want to join your campaign uh, for Warren City Council. How can they be a part of what's going on in the city of Warren? Well, I'm glad you said that. They may call me. Um, my uh, telephone number is 586 um seven five five one nine five five again that's five eight six seven five five one nine five five and for the next um every weekend moving forward we're going to be out here from 11 o'clock all the way up to five o'clock whether you can give us a half an hour of your time or an hour or two hours um you all are welcome um, to join us as we knock doors throughout um, this district and District 1. Um, we plan to let everybody know who I am, and I'm willing to knock doors for anyone. We need people to even just, even if they sit in the car and tell us what address to go through according to our walk list or whether they can make calls or, or send out mailings, we can use your assistance. So you are more than welcome um, to give us a call. I am also on Facebook at uh, Melody for the number four city council um, on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram as well as Twitter. 
So you have several social media ways of getting in contact with me. And my email address is Melody for city council at gmail.com. Wow. There you have it, guys. We've been blessed again by having a candidate for city council for the city of Warren, Melanie McGee on the line with us on tonight and we pray uh, that uh, she will be successful uh, in her bid for uh, Warren City Council. Uh, We hope that you will. Those that are listening on tonight that are from the city of Warren go out and vote when that time does come. Voting is so very important. It is so very important. We have the 2020 election coming up and uh, we'll be talking more about that uh, in our series of shows, uh, the importance of voting and how uh, we definitely need to get out to the polls and vote. Thank you so much, Melody, for being on the show with us on tonight. And we pray God's blessings upon you in the days, weeks, months, and years to come. May God continue to bless you. I bless you also. Thank you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. This is Michael Eric Dyson, and when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Author and speaker, Dr. Eddie Connor. I, I was reading something the other day, and it's, it's interesting. Uh, it's been 50 years since uh, Dr. King was killed. 50 years later, they're still killing kings, you know, uh, to, to really speak truth to power, but also to, to speak to our young men about uh, police brutality, but also the whole spectrum that, in many cases, they live in the crosshairs of society. We can give them all the, the tips, tools, and things of the trade of how to govern yourself accordingly. But we see young men all across America, and we, you know, uh, in many cases we just become desensitized to a young man who is shot and killed because the police were threatened by the fact that he pulled something out of his pocket and it was a phone when they thought it was a gun. Practitioner and spokesperson, Dr. Victoria Dooley. I do feel strongly that as the African-American community and the church, we need to take mental illness more seriously, and we need to make it okay for somebody to seek out health care for mental health issues other than prayer. Absolutely, 100%. Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist, Rochelle Riley. Uh, I, I can tell you, and before we leave uh, Ali, let me tell you that it wasn't just an interview with him, but my very first column called for the city of Louisville to have a museum for him because at that time there was nothing bearing his name except a little strip of street, you know, how it works in some cities where Martin Luther King Boulevard is in a part of town, but in the rest of the town it's named something else. That column ran and the mayor and other folks who knew better and who were embarrassed by it said, okay, it's time. And that helped lead to this 
effort that had been going on for some time to raise $80 million to build the Muhammad Ali Center, which now exists on the banks of the Ohio River. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. should be the next book you purchase. Written by radio host and minister, Michael Nimitz. Vision is an insightful, thought-provoking book that is also a helpful tool in getting you to see your life through God's eyes. Vision Endorsed by best-selling authors Dr. Eddie Connor and Kim Brooks and mega-pastor Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. Vision is a life-changing book that you need in your personal library. Get your copy today. Available everywhere books are sold online or at michaelnimmons.com. Get your copy today. Vision. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Strength doesn't come from what you can do. It comes from overcoming the things you once thought you couldn't. Adversity is usually looked at as an enemy to our peace of mind. Whenever we're faced with adversity, it always appears to be an unwelcome and uncomfortable experience. No one likes to be challenged. No one wants to be made to feel uncomfortable or inconvenienced, which are two natural byproducts of adversity. However, you would never know your level of endurance until you've been tested. You would never know how much strength is within you until it's needed to overcome some adversity. And that is the irony that comes with adversity. I truly believe it's a gift from God because you don't know who you are until you've had to face some adversity. You don't know how strong you are until your strength has been tested. And even though adversity is an unwelcome adversary, it's often used as a tool by God to show us who we really are. You see, it's through the crucible of tribulation that we discover our real strength. God gifts us with the pain of adversity so we can experience the liberating power of triumph. The iconic genius Albert Einstein once said, Adversity introduces a man to himself. No truer words have ever been spoken. Because it's from within those dark and troublesome times in our life that we find out who we really are. We find out how strong we are, how weak we are, how much endurance we have, how much we can handle, how much faith we have. It is in these times, as an author Thomas Paine once put it, that truly tries men's souls. But it's in the trying of our souls that our true identity is revealed. It's the tests and the trials of life that either build us or break us. 
The question then becomes, who are you? Does adversity rattle you or rejuvenate you? Does adversity weaken you or does it revive you? Does it intimidate you or does it reinvigorate you? The word of God reveals to us in Proverbs 24 and 10, If thou faintest in the time of adversity, thy strength is small. And this is why adversity doesn't just come once to us. We never experience it again, but God sometimes makes adversity a frequent companion to strengthen the spiritual muscles within us that are weak. Much like the bodybuilder's daily exercise is lifting weights much heavier than himself to build up muscles he didn't even know he had. God's spiritual regimen to increase our faith is to immerse us in situations much bigger than we are to stretch us into the children of God he would have us to be. But this maturation process could not come without testing. It could not come without adversity. Most of us would much rather have the rewards without the responsibility, the crown without the cross, the accolades without the aches and pains of life. Not so. God's expectations for us are far greater than we can ever imagine. And sometimes he gives us a glimpse of our future through the crucible of adversity. The greater the test, the greater the testimony. And so in times like these, when it's our natural propensity to quit and give up, when it's easier to surrender than it is to succeed, ask yourself the question, who am I going to be? A quitter and never experience all that God has for me? Or a winner and seize the purpose and destiny that God has for my life? These times have inspired me. I've watched how these times of quarantine have heightened the creativity of some and destroyed it for others. But today, use this time to discover and cultivate the person you want to become. That's the person that God created the world for. And that's the person the world is waiting on you to become. Temple and will certainly be missed. 
is in the hospital right now and uh, he's now in stable condition, thank God. And we got a text from his wife, Illyria, that he is in much better condition. They're going to be bringing him uh, hopefully out of uh, ICU and out of sedation very soon. They're giving him, uh, feeding him intravenously right now. Uh, but um, things are looking much better uh, for him. And even to those who are experiencing some difficulty during this time as well, our thoughts and prayers with you are, just, are, are with you just the same. We know that God is still in control. God is still in charge. Remember, he's got the whole world in his hands. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Your support helps us to increase our exposure across the world wide web. Remember, you can follow us on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud radio show or on Twitter and Instagram. Add us at TOL Radio Host MSN or TOL Radio Show. Or visit our website at michaelnemons.com leave us a comment on our official Thinking Out Loud radio show page or send us an email at contact at michaelnemons.com guys, a lot of ways to keep in touch with us and keep in touch with the show we thank you so much again for tuning in to tonight and tune in next week we're going to have another great show in store for you and until next time, always remember if you can think it, you can believe it if you can believe it, you can see it if you can see it, you can be it if you can be it, you can achieve it power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thank you for tuning in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. To get more info about the show and the ministry, visit michaelnemons.com. Want to book radio host Michael Nemons for your next special event? Send an email to contact at michaelnemons.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 p.m. for the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you.